Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Michael Sullivan. Michael is a youth director from the United Baptist Church in Caribou. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm looking forward to a time of fellowship where we can praise the Lord. Well, Michael, I was fasting and praying in the first three days of January 2018, and I felt like the Lord said, we need to focus more on the youth. And you being the youth director, and I want to know what's on your heart. What are you seeing within the, the uh, scope of the youth right now? I interviewed someone uh, previously, and they said that drugs, depression is some issues that they were struggling with. Talk to me about that. It's, it's, it's a difficult area for ministry. Um, it's, there's a lot of challenges that we are facing today that we weren't facing on such a large scale um, many years ago. And so you are seeing more of that now where, you know, they've legalized different drugs. You know, you are seeing that because it's allowed. And um, so it's something that I constantly hear about. I hear about it in the schools. It's It's scary to think of the decisions and the things that are being forced on kids at such young ages um, that myself and other adults would have difficulty facing in their 20s. Well today we know that teens want to fit in and I don't know about you Michael but I didn't really feel like I fit um, and it starts to build like rejection in us. Talk to me about that. It was actually kind of funny because when I was younger, I, I never really fit in um, as a teenager myself. Um, I always found that I enjoyed talking to somebody who was in their 60s or my grandfather who's in his 80s more than I would with somebody who was 17. Um, I just found that they made more sense. But uh, it's... We don't, want to, we don't want to become detached because there's so much information. We want to teach um, the young people today to, to respect uh, the, people, the people who are, who are blessed with, with age. That God has given them many years so that way they can share the wisdom, that, that the life experiences that God's, that God's brought them through. Um, I, I think it's David in the Psalms. He says that, you know, don't you know that I was once my um, my my father's only child, tenderly loved by my mother. And I always think of that. And I think of just, just simply, don't you know that I was once like you? I was once where you are. I went through everything that you went through. But it's a difficult thing for a young person to understand that. We always tend to think of things for ourselves that we're the only person ever experiencing that. We're the only person ever experiencing, you know, um, to, to have temptations in school, you know, to have um, alcohol, drugs. We think of that in terms of just ourselves and we isolate ourselves. And in that, it can be very hurtful for us because we're not growing, we're not maturing where we can, we can open up and realize, you know, this isn't every, it's, it's a part of life right now. And I, a minister that I love, Peter Marshall, he used to say that we need to preach to the things 
that are going on in everyday life. You know, preached to uh, during the time he he preached it was shortly after the depression. You know, preached to hunger, preached to things that are going on with everyday life. Um, Billy Graham, you know, he never strayed away from um, he never strayed away from drugs. He never strayed away from sex. He never strayed away from the things that so often you hear in many churches that they're, they're afraid to touch on it because you know we don't want we don't want to address those areas but if we as a church don't do something about it if we don't say something who will that's right you're absolutely right we need to uh, use the voice that God has given us to to share and to speak and you know I always I go I go back to there is therefore no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus because you know Michael um, after you have made some poor choices after you have gone down a road that um, isn't like the Billy Grahams isn't like um, some of the other people that that didn't didn't um, lose their faith or, or go up they went off the narrow path you know Michael, God's calling them back. He wants to take these broken mm -hmm. lives and rebuild them and say, you know what? You, I want to make you fit for the master's use. Mm. Touch on that. As it's a beautiful picture. And it's, uh, uh, first of all, if it's okay, I'd like to share a little bit about my background. Sure. Um, I came to Christ when I was 21 years old. Um, I had re really, for a year, I had been searching for God. I had had um, a dream that some of the events of Revelation had unfolded. And I was there with one of my brothers and we both knew what was about to come and um, it, it, was, it was the judgment. And in that moment, um, I wasn't sure where I stood with God. And it was, kind of, it was, a, it was a scary moment to realize that. And I had li lived and grown up, I was homeschooled, um, very, very um, reserved family. And so I, I grew up in, a, in, a, in what you might call a safe background, but in that moment, I'd grown up with the mindset of, you know, that I didn't do things that other people did. You know, I did, well, I, you know, I, I may get angry, I may get mad, you know, I, I might, might get frustrated, I might, might do and say things that I don't want to do, but, you know, I'm not as bad as somebody else. And that's, it's a scary place to be because in that dream, it was just in that moment, I realized that I hadn't made that commitment. And it was, it was very scary. I did not know where I stood with God. And it was shortly thereafter that I, I really started searching for God. I really started thinking about eternity, which is one, one of the problems that we face today that we don't think about eternity. You know, we in our school systems, we focus on extra activities, um, extra, you know, credits that we can earn before college. In college, we focus on, you know, a good job, a good career, and then we go from a career to, you know, well, we want to make sure we get the right career so that way we can retire. And it seems eternity is always something that's on the, you know, very back of our mind. And it's something that, I think it's something that we need to encourage our youth to think about. Um, just recently with what happened in Florida, I, in one of my classes I shared with, with some of the kids, you know, how many, one of the girls was 14. When she woke up that morning, eternity, you know, was eternity on her mind? It's just something we never think about. And, we, and it's something that f 
I think things like that, they should be a wake-up call for this nation and, and for, for our teenagers, you know, that life is, as, as the psalmist says, it's a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Mm. You're absolutely right, Michael. What are some ways, what are some tools that you could tell me that is effective to reach them? What, what are you finding? How are you reaching them? Well, the, the best thing to do is it, we, we, at, for, for our program, we have a, a Friday night um, activity night, which is, we, we kind of do that for more for some fun things for the kids so that way they can, they can socialize a little bit and they can have some fun, which is good. You know, to be a teenager, you want to you be able to have fun, do different, you know, we'll do movies and games. But in it, we always try to make sure that there's, there's scripture, that there's um, time in the Word. And then Sunday is where we have, we have our classes and um, statistics show that kids who spend time in the Word, that's the biggest one, spend time in the Word are the kids that stay in the church. The kids that that you know one you know they might stray, but when life gets difficult, they 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 fall they fall back to God. Mm-hmm. You know they 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 know that God's their Maker, and when things are hard, they turn to Him. And so that's I think the biggest important the most important thing that we could do um, as teachers, also as parents, you know that we should be encouraging our kids to read the Bible every day. Mm-hmm. It's important to get the Word of God in these in the youth. And the Word of God is what changes us. Mm-hmm. I remember filling in for uh, a group of teens back at another church that um, I had attended. And um, as I sent in for the Sunday school teacher, um, we went around the room and talked about how God created us. Mm-hmm. And everyone around that table all spoke about what they didn't like about themselves. And I thought, so you're telling God that he didn't make you the way that as he if, wanted. As if he has air, you know, he creates something yeah. in, in the wrong way. He doesn't make junk. And so we, it was interesting to see, you know, one didn't like their nose, one didn't like this. There was, they, didn't, they couldn't see what God did create them. As, as his word says in Psalm 139, that he knit us together, he formed us, he created us in our mother's womb. Hmm. And... We're unique. We don't have to be like each other. We don't have to compare ourselves. There's, there's a verse that I like a lot, and in, in the church, I think we sometimes we might misinterpret it, but um, I'm sure you've heard uh, where it says in the scriptures that they were in Acts, they were together in one accord. What, what do you think of when you when you hear that? What, what comes to mind? Well, we're all all alike, all thinking alike, all believing alike, all together. But the interesting thing is that word one accord in in the Greek also means one passion. Mm -hmm. And I've had the opportunity to serve in mission trips with all different denominations and in situations where things did not go as planned. And on one, one trip in particular, we were headed to Guatemala. For three days, we were stuck in Boston, not understanding what was was going on, and we had every opportunity to be frustrated. We had every opportunity to be um, short with each other, and to be discouraged. You know, God, why is this happening? But instead, we were so focused and so passionate on God that we were not all alike. 
you know, we didn't all like the same foods. We didn't all like the same parts of the Bible. We didn't all share the exact same things. We didn't wear the same clothing. We were all different, but our passion was the same. And because our passion was the same, it was, it was, nothing could get in our way to discourage us from serving God because we were passionate about Jesus. We weren't, we weren't concerned about, you know, denominations or bylaws. We were concerned about what God wanted us to do that day. That brings us right to the denominational issue. <laughs> you know, God doesn't care if we're Baptist or we're Pentecostal or we're uh, Wesleyan. He cares about our soul. Yes. And he wants us to work together to build this kingdom. Mm. Touch on that. It's, it's something that um, you can see, scripturally speaking, that um, something that Satan brought into the church um, there are certain people I know that sometimes, you know, if, if it's a different, you know, once they hear a certain denomination, they don't want anything to do with it. Um, that's not biblical. Um, God never intended for us to be separated because of a name. In fact, in, in the Bible, you have Paul addressing different people saying, you know, my father, you know, are you a follower? You're saying you're a follower of Apollos and, you know, did, did I, Paul, die for you did I you know did I die to save your soul no and so we're followers we're followers of Christ and, and that falls in line with that one passion that you know there nothing as silly as a name should ever come in between us doing the work of the kingdom that's right you know Michael I think of the kids that are you I think of our youth and as they look to us as adults for direction and we need to come together and love one another. Mm. And you know what? My, my children went to uh, Riverside Camp. Mm. And I just recently found some, some journals that they had from Riverside Camp. You know, that's where they got their foundation. Um, it might be at Baptist Park. Mm. It might be at Whited. Um, but you know what? It's all the same kingdom. We're all doing the same work. Yeah. Can you imagine if we came together as, um, as a group of believers and reached out to our youth, what would happen? The explosion? You would see a change in, in, in our country. Um, it's, what, it's what we need. It's what, what's kind of making, it's kind of what's put us in the state we're in now. You have um, often kids who come to church, but their, their families aren't involved with them. That makes it difficult. Um, we also have classes that are kind of for sometimes for younger kids. We've watered down God's word. Um, you know, the 50 years ago, the knowledge that somebody who was in their you know, teen years had of God was much, much more than we have today. A hundred years ago, it's the same thing. People had a respect for God, and they had a knowledge of Him. And now we've we've kind of reached a point where it, it's sad and scary that you can run into young young people and they've never heard you know they've never heard or understand who Jesus is yeah I met a man recently a young man and I asked him if he if he knew Jesus if he ever had been to Sunday school and you know in Arista County I, I find it hard to believe that someone had never attended Sunday school because we have churches everywhere um, but there's many among us that have never heard of Jesus Christ 
it's it's sad and it's it's scary too it's sometimes because I remember a few years ago running into somebody and they were sharing about how they had their own ministry and then a person that I was with asked them so you're a Christian then and they just froze and there was it almost seemed like they're just almost like in that dream you know just they weren't sure where they stood like if I if I do good things and and that's never what it is for God it's it's he 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 came to this earth and he died for us. There's nothing that we can do. The Bible cl it clearly says it. That, you know, it's it's not by works. It's it's, it's by gift. faith. It's a gift, mm -hmm. um, and we can't earn salvation. It's something that God gave to us out of His great love for us, and that's what we need to be sharing with this this new generation. That you know, God God loves them. Um, you know, we need we need to turn from the things that that are offensive to God, but God God loves them, right? And He died for them, and He wants He wants them to spend eternity with with Him, and it should be on the forefront of our minds to to bring this to their attention to the youth of today, so that way they can understand. You know, just I was reading today about you know um, that God revealed His His marvelous plan to the apostles to share with us, so we could understand how wide how deep how high that you know god's what god's love for us was mm -hmm. and that's what we what we need to share with with the youth today because as human beings i believe that we're all created with with a need need for perfect love right and we can't find that in relationships we that's can't right. find that in boyfriend girlfriend we can't find that in husband and wife because you, as time goes by you know we're flawed we're human beings mm -hmm. that perfect relationship that sadly we so often seek every place but with god right is found only in him that's right that's right i think that um scripture that says i've loved you with an everlasting oh, love oh yes yes um i'm, I'm trying that's the uh, old testament i'm trying is i think it's jeremiah yeah yeah i've loved you with an everlasting love and you know um, michael i struggled with that i struggled with knowing the love of my heavenly father and so many of our youth do so many are from broken homes or maybe dad has passed away maybe dad's not present in the home and that's how they perceive a heavenly father sometimes through their earthly father and it gets a little mixed up doesn't it it can it can be very hard for somebody to understand um and and i don't think it's by coincidence that god often in in the scriptures refers to himself as a father um i remember recalling lacey strum's um, testimony that um somebody had come to her when she was at a point where she she didn't want to live anymore and they shared with her that um, God wanted to be her perfect father, that he, he knew that she didn't have a good earthly father, but that he was going to be better than any earthly father could ever be, and that he would love her unconditionally. That's right. And you know what? There's nothing that I want to go back and touch on that. There's nothing that any of our youth have done or that they will ever do that could separate them from the love of mm. God. Now those choices will cost them and cost them dearly. Poor choices cost us. It's just the way it is. I've heard it said that, um, and I think it's it's a good picture, but that um, there was a man and he went to heaven and there was a filing cabinet just 
just a huge filing cabinet with just one person's name. And he asked someone there what, what, what that was. And they said, in that drawer is all the things that God wanted to give that person. All the blessings, all of the things that he wanted to give them, but they were too busy, concerned with themselves, to take all of those things that God had, had given given them. Well, in the scriptures, like God's promises, is, is one of the things that I try, try to encourage the young people that I, I work with and run into, that we should hold on to God's promises. That um, there are so many amazing promises that He gives, and there are they're not. You know, they were written thousands of years after the pe- most of the people who were in them were even around. They were not for those people. They're for us today to take hold of and to claim those promises in Jesus' name. Hmm. There, yes and amen, Michael. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you a little bit. You're going on a missions trip to Honduras, is that right? Yes, yes, I can't, I can't wait. Um, I'm going to be going myself in 2018 in July, and um, I'm working on, Lord willing, opening the doors for youth ministries for missions work at United in 2019. And so over the summer, we'll be doing different fundraising projects. Um, but when I was younger, um, I had the opportunity to, to go on mission trips. I've been to Haiti, I've been to Guatemala, and it was life-changing. Um, you go there and, I mean, there are, there are things you hear about, there are things that you read about, there's things you see on the news, but when you see a small child walking and you wonder how many miles in a hundred plus degrees just to get water and water that we couldn't even drink that would be it would be poison to us and then you come back and you you go in any any almost any gas station any store and there's so many drinks you can't even choose Mm -hmm. and they just want water and when you when you're actually there and your it's it, your eyes are taking it in. When you come back, you can't even describe it. Like I can't put in words what it is that that the eyes see and what the heart feels. Right. But if I if I was to ever have a family, mm-hmm. the one thing that I would want the, my kids to be able to do is to be able to see that, especially before they go into this very me focused world. Right. You, were, you were talking about how in that group. You went around and you wanted to share all of you know what the things that God blessed you with, and everyone wound up you know my nose is you know too big and all of these these things, and we live in a society that that points that you know we get you go into a store to to get groceries and there's all of these these terrible magazines, and they they cause our young men and women to you know think that you know they're they're broken and you know I, they try to be these other people and the thing is, you can spend the less rest of your life trying to be somebody else and it's never going to happen. That's right. God created us each how we are for a purpose. That's right. Well, so in 2019 you're taking a team from United Baptist yes. to Honduras. Yes, I am so it's it's um, a huge huge um, both for the youth and for our church as we've not we've had missionaries go um, individuals in different teams this will be the first missions trip for united in in uh, what i believe would be decades so if someone from another church or for from the area was interested in being part of that they would contact you michael at united baptist yes so they could reach out to the church uh, secretary or um, reach out to myself and uh, find more more information about the trip We'll be doing fundraisers over the summer and then towards the end of 2018. 
we'll be doing uh, devotions weekly and meeting as a group so that way we can grow in the Lord and grow um, in our fellowship with each other because it's important when we go into areas like that it's going to it's going to be difficult it, you know it's it's something you've never never experienced you're going to build a team and you're going to build a team and you need to know how to how to interact with everyone you know when somebody's having hard time processing everything that they're seeing kids that don't have food kids mm -hmm. that don't have shoes um, you know kids that 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 are hungry right um, it's hard for them to process that so you want to before you go you want to understand how the person you're working with um, will react to things so that way one you know there's a difficult moment which there will be Satan's right. going to bring everything he right. can against us right um, defeated he's defeated now. He's de yeah. yeah amen amen yeah. god defeated him and we get to be part um partners in his glory and That's um, right. in that victory well, Michael, um, we're out of time, but I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. And I just want to commend you for what you're doing. You have an incredible anointing on your life. I see it. I sense it. And I'm so excited for you. But I want you to end the broadcast praying for the youth of this county and for this nation and to the nations. Mm, all right. Thank, thank you. Loving Father, uh, thank you so much just, just for this opportunity, Lord. Lord, we know how much you love the youth today. We know how much you love um, these kids. We know how badly you want them to understand just how much you love them. God, you gave everything for them. So my prayer is this, Lord, just that that amazing gift, the gift of your life, that you would help raise up people who will share that with the youth of today. But that's the only thing that's gonna change these young lives. It's you, your love, and what you did for them. Lord, we ask this for your sake and for what you did. Amen. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.